Welcome to Job Sharing and Beyond, the future of work podcast that goes beyond the traditional nine to five. I am Karen Tischler, speaker, consultant, and host of the show, where we hear from global experts every other week to discover innovative solutions and tips on how to remain a relevant employer in the future. Hello everyone, it's time for another quick question episode with my previous recent podcast guests. Today's episode includes the co-founders of Project Matriarchs, Lola McAllister and Pilar McDonald. Patricia Hirschnerova, who is the co-founder of a company translated into Working Mothers, in Slovakia. Ariane Vera, who is a creative entrepreneur and co-founder and CMO of Foster Creative. And last but certainly not least, Tristan Champion, dad advocate and author of the French book translated The Beard and the Bottle. Now let's start with Pilar and Lola. What is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is definitely navy. I love it on everything, as Lola can attest to. Um, why? I think it just makes me feel very calm and happy and safe. My favorite color is green, um, kind of like all of the nature shades, because this reminds me of my favorite places. And who do you admire the most? That's a great question. I actually... This is a funny answer, but my youngest brother, I love him so incredibly much. And I think just the way that he approaches kind of life conversations, relationships with me and my other siblings is just incredibly admirable. And I really look up to him, even though he's seven years younger than me. Um, this is a hard question. I might go with the, the kind of classic answer of my, my parents, um, I have two moms and so I, I grew up in a kind of unique household and was modeled caregiving and kind of like an alternate um, sort of dynamic that I has really informed the way I think about caregiving and the perspective I bring to this work. So I'll go with that. Thank you. And um, what is one of the things you would put on your bucket list? I really, really want to swim with sharks. <laughs> I want to learn how to do like safe mushroom foraging. Um, it's kind of like a thing in the Bay Area these days. And I think it's really cool. And I love mushrooms like for eating. Sorry. <laughs> and, and if you could teleport, whether that is time-wise or location-wise, where would you go and why? Um, that is a fantastic question. Um, location wise, I think I'd actually love to go like on a, on a submarine or, or be underwater for a while and just kind of see life down under. Hmm. I'm kind of curious about like San Francisco in like the seventies to the eighties. Um, I went to high school on hate street. So kind of near the sort of like hippie capital and stuff. So um, I'd love to, to see what it was like back then. And now what is your favorite book? I have so many, um, but one that I've, I've loved and reread is Beloved by Toni Morrison. 
this is going to be really a throwback and not a ton of reasoning behind this, but one book that has just stuck with me so much is the Penderwick series. Um, probably read that when I was eight or nine, but I just love those very much. And now what is the biggest myth in your area of like, you know, engagement, basically everything about Project Matriarchs, what you have learned? I would definitely say that our generation is uninterested or kind of just like, um, yeah, not super engaged, which of course there's a lot of evidence to, to debunk that. But I think there's definitely a narrative that kind of our attention spans are short and, and that means that we don't really care about a ton of things, which of course is true. And social media and phones have a huge aspect of that. But I think that just the people I've gotten to interact over this past year and throughout my life, like are just some of the most caring, passionate individuals I've ever met. So. Yeah, I think one that I would say, um, I think there there's a common misconception that male identifying folks and fathers like don't want to be more involved in their children's lives, but there's a lot of research to show the contrary that actually um, male identifying caregivers really do want to be more involved. Um, and so I think it's an interesting kind of reframe to think about, like, how can we also not only empower women to be, you know, have more balanced kind of caregiving and work lives, but how can we also empower men to be more equal caregivers? Um, so yeah, that's one. Thank you. Yeah, I, I so agree. Now, what is the song you hear most often? I think mine would be Angels by Shaggy, the song I grew up listening to. And it's also my alarm. So I hear it every morning. <laughs> That's awesome. I would probably say any Jack Johnson song. I um, take a lot of pride in the fact that I was in his top 0.01% of Spotify listeners last year, um, which is kind of always have him playing in the background and, and love him very much. Now, the last question, what advice did you get that was the most rewarding? Yeah, I think this is a, a piece of advice that we actually got today from someone we spoke with and is something I've heard many times that is really helpful for me to think about. It's like, don't, don't let perfection be the enemy of good. Because um, I, think, I think particularly women are, we hold ourselves and are held by society to a standard of perfection. It's like when you're working on something, you're not going to get it perfectly right the first go around. But if you're aimed at doing something good, like don't let that kind of pursuit of perfection get in the way of you actually being able to achieve something that provides a lot of good for the world. So I think that's a really important mindset to, to keep in mind. Um, that's helpful for me and really grounding. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I think beyond that, this is something my dad always tells me, um, but just to really listen to your gut. And obviously that is not a, a unique um, piece of advice, but I think that I usually find myself kind of going ins and out and overthinking of what any one decision may look like. And then it always kind of ends up in me having to go with that gut feeling. And so that's something I really try to um, practice and just kind of being able to be true to myself. These were all my questions. And so that, that was so interesting to hear all your answers. So thank you. Yes, thank you for, for sticking with us. <laughs> Next is Patricia. Um, what is your favorite color and why? Wow. I believe uh, a navy blue. Um, yeah. I have no idea why. I just love it. And it's 
it goes in fits with with, with everything. <laughs> and who do you admire the most? My husband. Uh, I have to say that he's been such a great uh, team member for me. Uh, the way how he's supporting me and the way how he uh, helps me to look at life. It's just great to be in, in one team with him. And what is one thing you would put on your bucket list? Uh, I would restore an ancient apartment in the, uh, in the ancient part of, uh, of the city here because I love the reconstruction, the architecture. That sounds amazing. <laughs> <laughs> And now next question is, if you could teleport, where would you go? And so that could be going back in time or forward mm -hmm. or anywhere, you know, physically to mm -hmm. a different place. And, and why? I would go to Greece, uh, to a small village called Paralia, where I spent uh, one year when I was like 13 or 14 years. And I loved uh, living there and having this ordinary day um, close to sea. So I would love that. <laughs> What is your favorite book? Um, that's very hard to say because there are so many. Uh, but currently I'm so amazed by Chesterton, uh, by Gilbert Keith Chesterton, uh, Eternal Human, I guess it's in English. Okay, it's gonna, you know, I will look it up. And, um, <laughs> you know, I, I keep getting more books for my um, book list. <laughs> um, what is the biggest myth in your area of work? Wow, um, that we can gain self-confidence by ourselves. Um, I believe it's a, it's a teamwork. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Okay. And what is the song you hear most often? Oh, right now, child, child songs. <laughs> I had this answer so many times. <laughs> no, no, no. But I have to tell you that I'm very good at uh, showcasing normal music to my children. So oh. it's more of um, <laughs> like a Brazilian samba songs for, for kids, I guess. It was the last on my, uh, on my Spotify list. <laughs> Okay, okay. Now the last question, um, what advice did you get mm -hmm. that was the most um, rewarding to you? And the things are not only on me, like on my shoulders. And, if, and I will maybe not be always um, the perfect one, but I'm still uh, enough. Yeah, that's what I would say. I really, really like that. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you very much, much Karen. It was very nice to talk with you. Yes. Ariane answers the questions next. So, Ariane, what is your favorite color and why? Orange. It, can I say two? Because it would be orange and also a color that's rosa mexicano, which is a pink, a Mexican pink. And the Mexican pink because, well, Mexico <laughs> and everything that it means to me. Um, and orange... I think it's a very happy color and it's a very optimistic color and I always felt very comfortable with orange and yeah, I stick to that. <laughs> okay. Now, who do you admire the most? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I admire my family. I admire my dad. I admire my mom. I admire my dad. And I think now that I moved to Mexico, I begin to understand what it means like to be a foreigner in a different country where you haven't grown up. Now, 
I try to imagine this the other way around and the stereotypes and the comments and the subtle racism and the microaggressions that he has experienced. And I had this conversation with him, um, but he has never, he has never complained and he has never shown that. And he's just like dealt with it himself. And he has made everything possible so that we could go our way. And so that we would never feel like there's something we couldn't accomplish. And that is something I very much admire. Thank you so much for sharing. Oh, that's so touching. It really is. And so now, what is one of the things you would put on your bucket list? <laughs> This is pretty ridiculous. Um, because like, I would like to sit on the back of a pickup truck and <laughs> without seatbelt, because there's a lot of, well, the, the SUVs that, that where sometimes like dogs are placed. I don't even know the word. Maybe you could help me out. And we don't have these kind of trucks and um, big cars in Germany, but there are a lot of those cars in Mexico, but I've never dared to ask someone, hey, could you <laughs> help me <laughs> sit there? <laughs> but that is on my bucket list. <laughs> okay. Now, if you could teleport, whether that is local, you know, like geographically or time-wise, where would you go and why? I would love to see my grandma young young in the sense she still is young she's she's still a child in many ways but um she started working at 14 because of the war and she met my grandfather at about 17 18 and their love story is very beautiful and it happened in munich and my grandmother's a very strong person so when my grandpa asked her you know would you like to go skiing can you ski My grandmother had a crush on him, said, yes, I love skiing, but she has never been skiing before in her life. <laughs> so they went skiing and she almost broke her neck, but <laughs> the, he still fell in love with her. And I, I would love to just see my grandpa and my grandma talking to each other before they were a couple, just seeing those sparks and, and this mutual admiration. Wow. <laughs> So now, what is your favorite book, Ariane? Uh, I love that question. So my favorite book, my absolutely favorite book, is a book called The Invention of Nature, uh, written by Andrea Wolf, and it's a biography of Alexander von Humboldt. But it's much more than a biography. Um, there are so many sentences that I go back to. Um, it's so beautiful to see how Alexander von Humboldt has seen the world and how he just never he just went for his dreams and he was born into a rich family but his family didn't want him to cross the ocean and they sent him working to the south of Germany and he almost died and he just kept on believing in his dreams and then many things fell into place that allowed him to cross the ocean and his contribution to the world is just so impressive just because for, for me he is the definition of someone following his joy and he's also one of the first who has been critical of colonialism at the time of colonialism. Um, of course, he's also a man of very con a lot of contradictions. So in some kind of way, he has been part of colonialism and he knew that, but still he has been someone who has felt the courage to speak out about the, the inequalities that he's been observing. He has uh, already proven that back then, so a good 300 years back, um, cutting back trees um, as a result of colonialism has caused climate change um so it's very impressive and it's very beautiful to see how 
he loved nature so much he saw it as a place of connection and he he came back to Paris and to Germany and saw well nature is just being modified and I think maybe we should give her more space to express herself and yeah I, I'm really in love with that book Wow. So this is definitely going onto my book list as well, the reading list. Absolutely. Yes. It has a so, beautiful cover as well. I know you shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but I always <laughs> am. <laughs> so now what is the biggest myth in your area of work? And, you know, you can keep that as broad or as narrow as you want to. The biggest myth in my area of work. It probably would be something related to gender equality. I can't really think of a sentence, um, but you know, this, this like, yeah, you can't do this or like you shouldn't do this or you should only be that or you can. Oh, may maybe that's a good example. I often heard that you should specialize in one field and that you can't do many things at the same time. And now it's become a trend because now there's something called a scanner personality. And I'm super happy because now I can say I am a scanner personality and I don't have to justify my <laughs> decisions anymore because now it's cool to be that. Um, so you can do many things. You can have many interests and you can follow those interests. Um, so I think that would be a, a big myth that I have faced and where I'm saying like, no. <laughs> And, and the interesting thing is now I can potentially recommend you a book that you might not have heard yet. And it's called Range in English by David Epstein. And it's exactly basically going against the, you know, specialization. And it talks about being a generalist and it shows in examples in his book, how people who have had many different um, experiences or positions or jobs in their lives how later on a particular invention or a particular innovation happened because they were able to use the um, experience and the, you know, the thoughts and education they had from fields outside of the field they were in to solve problems. So I yeah. thought it was... I just had to think of, of the methods um, that you use for brewing coffee. Sorry, I'm just going back to coffee. Yeah, you yeah, know, but here we go. Here we go. Yes. It's scientists and scientists had a love for coffee and they invented incredible methods that now we're using to brew amazing coffee. So I think that's another perfect example of like, it's important to have different perspectives and nothing will ever fit in 100% into one box. So why even try? Yeah, yeah. So now, what is the song you hear most often? And you're the first, I believe, songwriter that, that I'm interviewing. So please, um, if you want to share one of your songs, please go ahead. No, no, that would be weird. <laughs> um, I really like Katie Melwa. She's a, an artist that I always go back to. And there's a song that's called It's a Wonderful Life. And... Yeah, I, I, I'm not getting tired of listening to that song. Yeah. Go try. It's a wonderful, wonderful life. And <laughs> it just sticks in your head. <laughs> <laughs> now, the very last question. What advice did you get that was the most rewarding to you? You, the, I think it goes along with pay it forward. Um, because it doesn't, don't do the things because you're trying to get something out of it. Just do it because you're convinced of them. 
and sometimes people won't be very kind to you or sometimes people won't be very nice to you but it doesn't matter like don't return hate with more hate um return it with love um and yeah i think that's that's an advice that has helped me and that's been guiding me thank you so much thank you <laughs> Last but certainly not least, Tristan. What is your favorite color and why? My favorite color is orange because it reminds me of the favorite carrot puree of my baby. Oh. Now, who do you admire the most? No, I have to say that uh, I still probably admire the most um, Roger Federer, a tennis player, because of his consistency at the top level uh, and he's so class that I invite him. Okay. And what is one of the things you put on your bucket list? I want to have children, write a book and plant a tree. I need to plant a tree now. <laughs> awesome. Um, if you could teleport, where would you go? Like you could teleport either around you know different location or time where would you go and why uh i would love to teleport in france in 2150 and see how parental leave has changed oh that's awesome um what's your favorite book my favorite book is from a norwegian uh um author called christensen and it's called half brothers Uh, it's a story of a family that grew up in Oslo uh, from the 50s to, to the 80s and fantastic readings. Okay. And what's the biggest myth in your area of work? And I guess we take work in this case, all your maybe activist work. The biggest myth is... Um, the fact that uh, men cannot take care of baby as good as women. And what, what is the song you hear most often? Uh, it's a French song that came number two at the Eurovision called uh, Voila, Voila, Voila. And, and the last um, question, what advice did you get that was the most rewarding to you? I think the best uh, advice that I got that I loved the most was from um, uh, a French journalist that uh, interviewed me after reading my book. And he said to me, uh, the book looked like you. And I find this compliment uh, very great because it, so, it shows some authenticity in in my work. Oh, that's <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much. So these were all the questions. That, that It was just so nice talking to thank you. Thank you, Kevin. Thank you so much for listening to the show. We hope you gained valuable insights and new ideas. To keep listening to future episodes, please head over to iTunes or your favorite player and subscribe and give it a rating. We would very much appreciate a review and for you to share it on social media so more people can start innovating in how they offer employment. Until the next time, goodbye!